Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hiring is challenging, and it used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter. In fact, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you cannot miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners here can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Ed, yo, man! They said the birds fly south in the winter. We haven't really got quite towards the winter yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Probably a couple days, it, it'll be winter time. But here come them dirty birds. Are are they the dirty birds? Nah. Yeah, they they've been pretty nasty this year. Yeah, they've been nasty. <laughs> but the dirty birds were a whole nother beast. And this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champ Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. And before we get into it, a lot of stuff to get into. We'll get to your tweets. Um, you guys sent us uh, quite a few tweets this week. Uh, we'll get to those. Uh, also, we'll check in with Steve White from the NFL Network. Steve covers all things NFL, and uh, he was actually at the – uh, Niners and Saints game last Sunday, but he's he's uh, very familiar with the Falcons, former beat writer for the Falcons, and uh, has been up at the Niners facility multiple times this year. So uh, he'll give us a little preview uh, to this Niners-Falcons game coming up this weekend. And also we'll talk big picture Niners stuff as well. But first, uh, this from my bookie. And, and as all of you know, it's a very exciting time for sports Niner fans were able to see Lamar Jackson a couple weeks ago. It, it, it wasn't that glamorous, but we did see something, and we can agree on the fact that he is redefining what it means to be a dual-threat quarterback. The odds on Jackson to win the MVP race were at 50-1 to 1 to begin the season. They have plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. Then on the 14th, we have one of the most stacked UFC cards in a long time. Three championship fights all highly anticipated, right in the betting capital of the world. Viva Las Vegas. Shout out to the 702. Without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on the action, and we have the best place for you to go. My bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, that sounds very enticing right there. Try a parlay. Or, for instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV, as in believe, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Niners trying to get paid in terms of another win in the W column coming up this weekend against this Atlanta Falcons team. And they still got Matt Ryan. They still got Julio Jones. Arthur Blank has been uh, very supportive, I guess you can say, of his head coach, Dan Quinn, even though a lot of people uh, kind of want him out, out of there, out in the Atlanta area. But um, we always talk about trap games. Does this have a making of a trap game, ED? Quickly, I already know your answer. Go for it. No. Tell, tell the people. Can I just can I just leave it at that? No. Yeah, I mean they're they're concerned. They want to know if this is a trap game for the Niners. 
Um, is, is it, no, it's not a trap game. They know the game is there. And what is what is on the line? If you're not playing the Atlanta Falcons, you're playing the Seattle Seahawks. Hmm. You are playing the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. You're playing the uh, New Orleans Saints again. You're playing for first place in the conference. The Falcons are just in your way. There is no way anyone's going to overlook that team. Yeah, I, I I tend to I tend to agree with you. The Falcons, um, there's some familiarity there. Familiar, how do you say that? Familiarity. There you go. There you go. English. English. There you go. <laughs> um, there there is some of there is some of that there. I'm not I'm not going to try my luck twice. Um, Kyle Shanahan, of course, was was the the Falcons' offensive coordinator when mm-hmm. uh, they had that tough loss in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady and company. Um, Matt, Matt Ryan played his best ever. Best game ever. Dude, was so there. let me just tell you something, right? Oh, I I was pretty bummed about that one. Um, about what? I, uh, about the Falcons losing that one because we had plans. Wife and I. So I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know if you know this or not. Anyways, wife was living in Atlanta. Um, okay. Prior to us getting married, right? So I had to get her back out here to California. Yeah. Um, but we were gonna go. We we're gonna go to LA. We we're gonna go to the parade just because, you know. We we're just gonna take a trip. Let's just go. Let's just do it, you know. So we were all we were all ready to go. Super Bowl was looking good. Looked like the Falcons were gonna win that thing, and we we're gonna go back to the ATL. And and you and bought the ticket. We did not buy the ticket. Thankfully, <laughs> um, thankfully we waited. We we waited till after the game, because um, if we would have bought it at halftime, we we would have both been uh, a little upset. So I I, I was kind of hurting for uh, for the Falcons and 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 for actually I haven't been to Atlanta since. Um, in all honesty, so it's been that that Super Bowl was what, a couple years ago, right? So I haven't been since before then. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, uh, I, I can say I, I laughed really hard. I no love lost for the Falcons. They were in my division forever. I grew up an hour outside of Atlanta. Didn't like them then. Don't like them now. Really? Didn't even like and them I, and in, I, and when and you were I growing laughed, up? Laughed like I don't know what when they lost that game. Like you guys are pathetic. Was <laughs> for well all that to say, Kyle Shanahan was you know once with the Falcons and. Uh, yeah. Right, right after that Super Bowl, he came to the Niners. So now he's playing his old team. I don't. I, uh-huh. There's no. I don't think there's any malice there like there was when they played Washington earlier this year. He didn't. He didn't really care for that oh, organization. No. There's, there's no mal. No. There's no malice there. However, we get a tweet here from Eric. Um, do either of you have any concern that Kyle Shanahan might overthink this game versus his old team? Do you want me to take this? Go ahead. Oh, easy answer. No. No, um, I don't think he's over the thing going into a game. So, number one, remember, you game plan, you game plan an offense or defense, but you play the player. Does that, does that make sense? to Yeah, you? yeah. OK, because, you know, because the game plan, the, the way an offense runs something says this this particular X or O will be in this position. This is what they're trying to accomplish with this formation or with this blitz. But playing the player, you don't the arm strength, the speed, um, the lateral movement, you, you know, just just their responses to certain um, triggers and reads that they'll get. These are the things that you get when you're playing the player. It's a different offense there. Shanahan knows the players, though. So so he can give some guys some information on what it is that he can see in those moments what you, you know what what worries the guy what what throws that Matt Ryan is not the most comfortable with what routes Julio is not most comfortable with every receiver has them some guys I, I used to study guys and you could tell like a dominant eye and you can look at a guy whether his dominant eye is right or left it's going to depend it, it'll it'll affect the way he catches the ball if he can catch it cleanly or not based on the the way he breaks out all these little things you learn to pay attention to over to, over time and, and you know you have like I, I knew if to on a certain side of the field if he if he ran a, an outside breaking route he was going to double clutch the ball so you even if you don't get to it in the air you know that you can contact him and you have an opportunity to break that pass up just little things like that you pick up these are things that Kyle is going to know about his players yeah. you can pass that on I don't think he'll overthink it you don't you don't give a guy too much to do this defense is sound the offense is sound they're they're going to do they're going to pay more attention 
to just executing their plan as opposed to trying to get into the guy's head. They don't need to. Bad teams have to do all of those things. They have to try and trick you. Good teams can line up and just do what they do and beat you. And that's what the Niners are. They're a good team. Kyle's not going to get caught up in that. Yeah, I just I, – I agree with you. I've, just, I've never seen the guy shaken, rattled, stirred, you know, even when things may not necessarily be going – well or in his favor or in the Niners favor I mean he's just uh, stoic comes to mind um even watching him deliver that that post-game speech inside the locker room after that big win over the Saints you know he the guy just remains unchanged unflappable um and for that reason um alone I, I don't think that that he'll over, overthink this uh last tweet here from Kruger uh ED in our last podcast and by the way okay um we got a new listener, a uh, couple couple new listeners to, to I like to, new listeners. That, that, that got us um, up. We're up to nine now, yeah, man. Sh- yeah, shout out, shout out to Sean Patrick Wait Scott. A for oh, sure. you said a couple. That makes ten. Yeah, oh. I, I think I think we're double digits now. So, uh, uh, fi- hey, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But I think we might have cracked double digits. But Sean Patrick like Scott that. reaching out, giving us a, a, a shout out on Twitter, saying he loved the content. Um and so, and then also we're making the rounds. Our, our guys over at Nothing But Niners, 49ers Mike and Nick, they had us on their podcast uh, earlier this week. So if you guys want to check that out, it's Nothing But Niners on uh, on YouTube. And you can see Eric and I um, just getting all foolish uh, with the with our friends over there at, uh, <laughs> at Nothing But Niners. Um, but, uh, yeah, so shout, shout out to them. They're doing big things over there. Um, but this, this tweet from Kruger, and I know we got to get to Steve. Um, got Steve coming up here pretty soon. Um, Ed, you said Seaford had 253 different defenses. Each one had four 56. to f- 256. Wow. Okay. Each one had four to five adjustments. This correct? Yeah. Okay. Minimum. Minimum. All right. Kruger wants you to. I'd enjoy hearing him expound on this and explain what types of adjustments uh, make made in game and or at halftime. Um. Well. This is the thing that everyone always assumes that offensive play is just so much more complicated. But realize, so just think about it this way. You can, you can call a defense, and that defense is going to be based on the personnel, right? Yeah. So let's just say you go out there on the field and you have um, two running backs, and you have one tight end, two wide receivers, Okay. So they could come in and, and you call a base defense with the assumption that those guys, you call a defense based on that personnel with the assumption that those guys are going to have two two running backs in the backfield, a tight end on the line of scrimmage, and the two wide receivers out wide. So that's the assumption. So if, those, if, one, if one of those receivers goes on to the other side of the field and now you have a slot on one side, that changes what you have to do. If one of those backs splits out wide and now he becomes a he becomes a wide receiver. So now you have a defense. You have to call a defense that's not designed. You have to adjust with the personnel that you have to put people in position to where you, you now have you need three corners on the field. So you have to change the the uh, the responsibility of the players in those situations. Let's say that the other the, the other back goes out and he now becomes it's an empty backfield. You have you have four wides. So you're basically you have to get guys in into what would what is essentially a nickel situation. So you have to change the responsibilities and you have to let guys know what they're doing in that situation. That may also change what's happening because a guy who could have been who could have been a blitzer in that situation may have to go out. So now you're going to have to change your responsibility of, of the down lineman because someone's going to have to get contained. You may have to move guys in that situation. Um, so now even if that, so guys could all come in and it could be a man to man defense and you have guys doing a certain thing in that call. But now those guys, when they shift, they get in and they get in a bunch formation. And the best thing in that situation may be for you guys to go to a zone defense, but only on that one side of the field so that you can avoid the pitch. So now you have to adjust and make the changes and the necessary calls to make certain that you have the flat, the hook. Uh, the deep third into that side. If you're going to zone off that that area of the field, you have to make certain that everyone respond, knows their responsibility. You also have to make certain that you get the the down lineman to understand 
if he's going inside or outside based on what that backer is going to do if you change his responsibility. He could be the outside contained guy, but I changed the defense, zone him up. Now he becomes the outside third flat guy. We don't have contained. You got to tell those down linemen to adjust what they're doing. So that all of these, so all of this stuff is happening when you see when you see Kittle come out and he's lined up in the backfield, and then he motions out wide, and then you see uh, Radio Raheem go into motion after that. All of these, these are the conversations that are going on. Guys aren't just standing out there just playing. And, you know, just they, you don't just make a call and then play it. You have to adjust to everything that's happening to try and put yourself in the best position possible to survive, to survive the down. That's, that's, it's a chess match. So those, those are, that's the thought process. That's what happens. And the more of that you can do and the better positions you can get yourself in is based on the talent level and football understanding of your players, because adjustments, halftime adjustments, in-game adjustments, series adjustments, are not limited to the defensive coordinator's imagination. His ability to adjust is completely, completely tied to the ability of the players to understand, discern, and implement and execute the changes that are being made. So also, so that's, that's the chess match that goes on. So, um, that's why there's no such thing as a dumb jock. You can't you can't be dumb and play successfully uh, in the NFL or at any position. So you oh. want to play defense in the NFL, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and in all honesty, we we probably could do a whole show on that. But a great great tweet sent in there uh, by you, Kruger, and of course, uh, appreciate you uh, uh, listening to the pod as well. Absolutely. Um, we got Steve White's coming up, but uh, first, Ed, I need better sleep, man. Help me out. Uh, you need better sleep. You I know what? So. Listen to these. Listen to these studies from Harvard and John Hopkins. Chronic sleep depri- deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. None of those things are something that you want to get yourself into, right? No, not at all. Not at all. So we need eight hours of sleep. I personally was never a big sleeper. I have gotten myself to the point now where I'm starting to get to where I can do seven, eight hours of sleep. And I do wake up feeling better. I'm, I'm starting to see that. It, it actually makes a difference. But one of the biggest problems for me and probably for most people, temperature. It's, for me, it's tough to get a good night's sleep if I'm too hot. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm with so you. I, I, I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed, and it's designed specifically to help you achieve your optimal sleep fitness. It was designed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and your recovery. And it learns how you sleep and it adjusts the temperatures automatically based on the way you sleep. So that means you like to bed cool. Your partner likes to bed warm. Now you can both have exactly what you want in the same crazy comfortable bed. That's a good thing. Very so good you get thing. to sleep longer, you get to sleep deeper, you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. So now go go out and try to sleep pod for 100 nights. You get to try to sleep pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll pick it up, refund all your purchase, and all of that happens for free. Right now, the pickup, everything happens for free. You'll call Rashawn. Um, we'll leave his number at the end of this, and you can call Rashawn. <laughs> he will pick it up, take it back, and he will make certain that they refund your money. I, right? got, it. I got a U-Haul in the back. That's 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 a like hundred. That's over three months of a trial period. That's a mess. Absolutely, that's so, more than a third of the year. Unreal. There you, go. there you go. And if you don't like it, he'll call you back. So they've already sold out the first two batches. So they're going fast. You want to make certain you get your call in for a limited time only. It's one hundred and fifty dollars off your purchase when you go to eightsleep.com slash pro. E i g h t sleep.com slash pro so get to eightsleep.com slash pro tell them you want your 100 nights free it is holiday season may make a great christmas gift for someone either yourself or your family all right and now joining us this man really needs no introduction you see him all the time on the nfl network former beat writer for the atlanta journal constitution and a proud very 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 proud 
Howard alum, none other than the great Steve White joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Steve, thanks so much for uh, for taking some time here today. Oh, no, thanks for having me. This is going to be good. Awesome, awesome. Now, the uh, Niners, obviously, they, they got Atlanta coming up, and what do we make of this Atlanta Falcons team? Obviously, coming to the season, there were some expectations there. They fell short of that. It looked like they had a little spell there where they're going to turn things around, and they were fighting for, for Dan Quinn's job. Um, but they've seen the, to, to head back south now. Uh, what do we make of of this team as they get ready to head into Levi Stadium well, this weekend? Well, you know, it's – yeah, I mean, first off, for the Niners game, this is a game the Niners better gird themselves for because you, know, you think about it, they've just played three really tough games, right? And they've got – and they've got two more after this to finish out the season. And so Atlanta is still incredibly talented on offense. So so they can't sit there and say, okay, let's take a breath before the stretch run because Atlanta can come in and pop them in the mouth. Matt Ryan's still good. Julio Jones is still good. They've got players, and they can score points. So, But in terms of the Falcons, it's, it's so weird. And, and, E.D., you know this. They've got so much talent on both sides of the ball. Deion Jones on defense yeah. and just so many of these players, and they just haven't been able to put it together. You know, they, they fixed things a little bit when Dan Quinn relinquished some of the play-calling duties on defense and gave it to Jeff Albrecht and Raheem Morris to split up. But there's just something that's not there. And whether it's Dan Quinn's <clears throat> brotherhood, embrace the suck motto has grown old, whether it's been the siphoning off, of really good coaches like Kyle Shanahan and Bobby Turner, both with the 49ers, Turner, the running backs coach. Things just have not been the same since they, since they blew the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, yeah. Kyle being gone. You're, you're right. I, I'm looking at It's a talented team. I think um, there won't be a letdown for the 49ers, you know, for the simple fact that you do have Kyle Shanahan, who's been a part of that organization, and he can – completely attest to the talent level they have there. Um, and also every game for the 49ers uh, has some relevance right now uh, because they're trying to get that, that number one seed because it's a, you know, precipitous drop if they don't have it. Not that I think it matters. Uh, let me ask you, you this right now. You've seen, you've seen the tougher, the, the top end teams in the league yep. right now. Uh, every, I don't think the 49ers have to have the number one seed to be successful. How do you feel about that? I don't think they have to, but I do think it's a plus. And this is talking to people from both the 49ers and the Saints. And as crazy as as this may sound, neither of those teams wants to go through Seattle. Nobody wants to play. It's weird because I thought it would say nobody wants to go through the Superdome because we just know how difficult that place is to play. You know, in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they said that that environment up at the ceiling against that quarterback who is just so clutch, that's the place that neither team really wants to go through. I don't think either team would mind, especially the Niners, because they're an outdoor team. But I'm with you in that the fact that the Niners play such great defense and they run the ball. Those are the things that travel. But I just do think the fact that this team because it has so few players on this roster that have been in deep postseason runs, it would be a plus for them to play that at home and not have to go through Seattle or New Orleans. Steve White's joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Very interesting. You, you mentioned Seattle there. And, Eric, that's something you and I talked about in terms of wanting to be at home uh, if you can. I'm of the mindset that, you know, the, I don't necessarily think that the number one seed is is that important, but at the same time, if if you can take the road less traveled, if you can have those games at home at Levi's, of course, uh, you you want to do that. I want to go back to something you said earlier, Steve, and um, Eric doesn't believe in trap games. <laughs> I tend I, to I think I, I tend to think that that there there can be one. I, I think the Niners have kind of survived some of those things uh, so far earlier in this season. But when you look at the injuries, how how they left the Superdome just kind of banged up and beat up, and you look at the talent that uh, th- this Atlanta team comes into Levi Stadium with, could could this have the makings of a trap game? When you look at you got division foes on the other side of this thing. I, at this point of the season and being around the Niners, I'm, I'm kind of with ED in terms of I don't think 
the Niners will step on the banana peel that is a, it is a trap game because they see it and there's a mindset like it's it's weird you know I, I've been around a lot of the upper echelon teams the past few weeks there is a mindset here where they they get it and I think most teams in the NFC have learned that if you don't capitalize on the season when you're hot it's so hard to get back and this is a team that has lost man. I mean, the past couple of years have been very, very hard on this club. And I just think there's a different fuse burning um, with the coaching staff, with with the young team, as to where they won't slip up. I, I think Kyle and, and Eric touched on it. Kyle has done a very good job of keeping these guys week to week. I know it's a cliche, um, but he's done a really good job. Oh, you think you played well against the Saints? Guess what? You gave up 46 points. Ooh, I, thought our, I thought our defense was supposed Yay. to be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you better believe, believe he's, been, he's been ringing that bell all week in practice. Hey, you know, Steve, looking at this, uh, there's something there. I, right? I don't believe it. That wasn't a good game. Everyone's talking about that was the best game of the season. Uh, it was game of the year. Uh, that was, game of the was, year, Eden. Uh, yeah, Come on. That was a, it on. was a great offensive game. Defensively, it was horrible. So there's something for them to, to touch on. But now, Kyle, he did it versus the Saints. He's been building things up. He has been um, – this offense has been great. But he still has – he still gets tagged for not getting it done in the Super Bowl and his play calling. But I see that as a plus going into this game because he simply knows everyone on that offense. Uh, how much do you think his his knowledge of what they still have offensively there in Atlanta uh, will play into this game? It, it'll, play, it'll play a lot. It, it'll play into a lot. He knows what Matt Ryan likes to do. He knows what Dirk Cutter likes to do, um, you know, and he knows defensively exactly what, and that's, and that's more important. You know, we all think about what other, he knows defensively what their principles are, what their disciplines are. Okay. You can get it uh-huh. on film, but he knows some of the players. He, he knows, he knows the thinking and I'll never forget Richard Sherman when he was with the Seahawks and they were, they would have these great battles with the Falcons when Kyle was there. He said he has never faced an offensive play caller that will stress your play-by-play disciplines mm-hmm. like him, even with alignment. He's like, okay, he could come out and he could tell what exactly they wanted to do in that down and distance defensively. And by alignment, he's got guys talking to each other. Let's say there's three defenders lining up to guard a bunch of sets. And they're all like, hey, man, this guy goes this way. This, you know, He's got guys talking about things that they weren't planning on talking about. So I think the fact that Kyle, again, knows, knows the disciplines and integrities and the scheme so well on what guys are trying to do in very specific situations, that absolutely should help. And, look, this Falcons defense isn't stopping anybody. And so this, so this, this, this is a situation, this is a situation where some guys can really, let's really put up some points. Let's get this, yeah, I buried the lead, didn't I? <laughs> oh goodness! The great Steve White from NFL Network joining us here on the Believe in Forty ers podcast. Let, let's look big picture. This. You go back to last Sunday and Niners being able to go into the Superdome and win that game the way they won that game. Um, I thought it was extremely impressive by Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, them being able to put together that drive the way they did um, with 53 seconds left to win that one because I've seen Drew Brees execute the two-minute drill time after time. That's a game he wins 99 out of 100 times. And, and the Niners went to the Superdome, and they they were able to to overcome that knockout punch that the Saints essentially threw at them. What what did we learn from Jimmy Garoppolo as he's continued to make these strides here throughout the course of the season? What did we learn from that that Superdome performance? Well, I, I think that was huge um, in terms of growth because you know, like I said before, the Niners have lost a lot the cat past couple years. When have they? When has Garoppolo been in that moment? He hasn't, okay? And it was loud. I was on the field. It was loud there. The two previous plays, they ran some slap, some slant pattern concepts that didn't work. The clock was ticking. Everything was going against him, but he understood it was two-down territory and, and, and the way things worked. And 
you know, the, the play call, you know, we had Daniel Jeremiah from the network. Kyle Shanahan ran that play earlier in the game on the opposite side of the field, the same motion, the same bunch, the same choice route, which is what Kittle ran, which, you know, it just depends on the defensive leverage, whether he breaks it inside or outside, and it went for 20 yards. So Kyle noticed something. The players knew it could work. And the fact that Garoppolo was so on the money, didn't get rattled, and everybody rose up. So now they've been there. Okay, now they know if they're in that position again, they can do it again. Because everyone's trusting each other. Garoppolo trusts the play call. Kittle trusts Garoppolo. Who, if it doesn't go to Kittle this time, other players know that the, the protection was right. Everything was right. So that's what happens. I mean, it's all a domino effect now. Like, okay, Jimmy's been there. He's done that. We're good. Because, I mean, trust me, that, that is an adverse circumstance that they went through where a lot of other quarterbacks may have sailed the ball a little bit outside or – yeah. You know, so, you know, and the other thing that was great about it is Kyle called a timeout right before that play after they broke the huddle because he realized by alignment that Garoppolo did not hear the play properly through the helmet to helmet coordination oh, because they did didn't have guys lined about. up. Mm-hmm. Right. So he called a timeout. He's like, look, no, no, no. Let's get this back here. And Garoppolo was great because he Garoppolo never went to the sideline. It was just that, that moment where the crowd dulled down a little bit, where they got the proper communication, got the proper play call. So, again, now that they've been there, they know how to connect all of the dots. I think that was a very, very huge moment as to where this team knows. I mean, you know, look at the Patriots, this and that. They have overcome crisis after crisis when things aren't working well just by moments like that. And I think that's a huge step for Garoppolo. Uh, well, you know, I think. That right there goes back to what I've been saying all year long, that I think Kyle Shanahan, and this is where (laughs) I credit him the most, I think that he makes it incredibly – I I stop every time I say this because there's no such thing as the quarterback position being easy, but he puts his quarterbacks in – the less stressful positions you can possibly be in and still play that position. He gives them every advantage possible to be efficient at their job. That's one thing I think, and that's what you just touched on. He sees something. He knows how to get them out of it. He knows how with Garoppolo, I've seen him calm Garoppolo down in games, take the ball. I thought the Seattle game, he took the ball out of his hand because Garoppolo was having a bad night. He was smart enough to know what he couldn't do, and he does those type things. Uh, and you just touched on you touched on Garoppolo being in an adverse situation and coming through. I think defensively, and this is something I want to get from you because you're there, and there are things that you can see on on film. There are things that you can see watching the game or from the stands, but there are certain things that you have to be on the field and near a guy close enough to see their eyes to be able to tell. Um, to be able, you know, to be able to see their mannerisms in that way. And I'm going to go to the other side of the ball that's going to have some adverse situations now that Sherman is out. How do you think there, how do you think the young guys, the rest of the crew is going to be able to get through this little stretch right now with Sherman not being there? Because we all know he's important to the defense. Well, he's important. And, and Eric, you and I were like the only people to talk about this for years. He's a physical player. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he sets the tone on contact. He sets an edge on defense when it calls for the corner, like you did. You you would come up and like buckle dudes, right? That's that's what that's what Sherm does. So thank you, Steve. Remind him. Remind him. This other guy on here. Yeah, he thinks I was a little DD, <laughs> remember that time I told you I watched a replay of that game you guys played against Dallas, and they must have run. 20 sweeps at you to see if you can hold up against that pull and tackle. And every time you cracked him, every time I'm like, dang, his shoulder must have fallen he, off. He his cracked body. a tackle. He cracked a tackle. They still hurt. They still hurt. Oh my god! But, but you know, that's what Sherman brings besides the coverage, the experience. I mean, look at all Akella Weatherspoon. Look at his growth, right? Mm-hmm. Who is uh, who is it? It's uh, they call him Emo, Emos, the other corner. Mosley, yeah, Eman. Eman, yeah. This guy was. Look at how look at how well he's played, and you know I'm gonna go off guard a little bit. 
the one thing I have noticed about the Niners, whether it be Kyle, whether it be John Lynch, whether it just be the overall coaching staff, and it goes so overlooked in the NFL because there's not much time for it, the player development. Yes. <laughs> These mm-hmm. guys have managed to do, whether it's been over the past couple of years when they've been struggling, whether it's just been this year with this group of players. Look, have you seen anybody really get worse? No. No. <laughs> I mean, what Chris Becerra, the D-line coach, has done with Eric Armstead and Bosa, and that group is a unit, and then moving Solomon Thomas inside, get him playing well. From the linebackers, I mean, Fred Warner, we know he's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Right? You don't see players anywhere getting worse at any position. He most of was let go. Look at how good that guy is. But anyway, back to the secondary. They're going to be challenged, especially this week. Sherm has played against Julio so many times. Big, big corner. So they're going to be challenged. We'll see if the Falcons are smart enough to try to target that and, and, and make plays on that. <clears throat> um, but I just think overall, the whole philosophy of defensively, I mean, they couldn't get to Drew Brees last week because he was getting that ball on a half a second. Yeah. I mean, they were they were on him. They were in his face all day. So I'm sure they're going to be frustrated. Matt Ryan's not that guy. They run a different type of offense a lot of the times. So I do think defensively they'll they'll be able <clears throat> to stop the run and, and make Atlanta um, one dimensional. But that one dimension is pretty damn good. So, but but I do think I do think they'll be able to step up. I think Sherm and some of the veterans have really taught some of these players what it means to be a professional on and off the field. And again, I just the player development and everything I've seen and what they've got going, they, they, they've kind of got it. So I don't think they're all of a sudden just going to fall apart because Sherm can't play. Let, let's look big picture now, Steve. You go back a couple weeks ago and a lot of people were dubbing that a, a Super Bowl preview, Niners at the Ravens, and it ended up being a phenomenal game going down to, to, to the wire. Uh, Justin Tucker, obviously a, a game-winning field goal. Are, are these two teams the cream of the crop, or is there another team that, that we're somehow overlooking that maybe not getting it done right now, but they're primed for a run come January and, and potentially February? Well, I mean, let's we'll, we'll look at the back end. A team like the Rams, who's getting hot. I think yeah. they waited too late. I think they waited too late. Um, but you know, they're there. Seattle's there. We, we, you know, a team we don't talk about enough that to me is super dangerous is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they're really, really good, and what they found with Kirk Cousins to, to play to his strengths is good. Man, you and I both know Kirk Cousins <laughs> is not going to get it done. Nope. Right, <laughs> yeah, and I, and, I, and, I was get, and I was getting there. <laughs> if the, if the Vikings look like they're going to have to travel. And if they've got to play in the Dome, and if they are they got to play at Levi's or the C-Link, that's, that's the box that goes unchecked. Yeah. Um, so, but I've seen a lot I mean, I'm telling you, I've seen Seattle, the Rams, the, the 49ers, the Ravens, all these guys up close. And the Ravens and the 49ers are at a whole different level right now. You know, you talk about chess and suckers. They're playing chess. They're they're just more physical. They've just got something working for both those. Teams. So those, to me, are, are the two best teams. But that's not to say that – Either of those teams can't get knocked off. <clears throat> I mean, there's 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 a lot of people who step up and play play at the right time. So yeah. everyone's vulnerable. But those those to me are the two teams that right now look like they're on a, a crash course for the Super Bowl. Uh, you, I, Steve, looking at the film and just going through everything, I agree that those teams uh, they're more physical. Uh, their philosophy, their sound, they believe right. what they do. So it doesn't matter if they're playing with the lead, if they're playing from behind, or if it's a series-by-series series type game. They they stick to the script. They they believe that what they do will work. I get that. You're right. Any team can be knocked off. We understand that. I do believe these are the two best teams. You just You just ran down a gauntlet of teams right there. You didn't mention a team that I think that's sitting at ten and three, that, and we all saw the game. They had they had a touchdown taken from them twice, twice. A touchdown. Take. They should be eleven and two. Everyone's counting out New England. Is this? How do you feel about that team? 
I'm not. There's no way, Edie. We've been. We've we've seen this so much. I'm not. I will say this is the most vulnerable they've looked. I mean, they, they can't score. They can't score. They've got to manufacture points. At the same time, there's like 28 other teams who wish they had their problems. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, other coaches and other players, when they face the Patriots in the playoffs, get the yips. Yep. The only coach and coaching staff. I have not seen do it over and over again as the Ravens. John Harbaugh, I mean, their playoff games, every time they've met, have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. But every team, you see the Steelers get smoked by them. You see the Chiefs get beat by them. You saw what happened to Sean McVay and the Rams in a Super Bowl. They were completely counter to everything they did all last season, even holding that offense to just one touchdown and lost the ball game. All these coaches, you know, they, they just they get that mystique. You know, they get that mystique chip planted in their brains, and they, and they their teams do not perform the same. So we cannot count them out. We cannot count them out. But the AFC, I mean, and here's the other thing. Who else in the AFC besides the Ravens and the Patriots do you think can come out? I mean, Houston? You talk about a trap game. They showed that they were mentally soft last week. <sighs> Did they ever? You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, are they? I mean, God, they could win the division. The, you know, the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. With Kansas Dunkers. City's defense is going to scare you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, you know, it's it's just one of those things where you just know the Patriots, the Baltimore better not slip because if this thing has to go through Foxborough, man, they're going to be right there. The great Steve Weiss joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Appreciate you, Steve, for taking your time. You can find him on Twitter at Weiss89. That's at Weiss89. And also you can see his reports all season long, all throughout the year on NFL Network. Uh, Appreciate you being so gracious with your time, Steve. Thanks so much. Oh, thanks. Thanks thanks for having me on. It was great. For a minute there, E.D., right right when we started that interview, I, I thought Steve was insinuating that this could be a trap game. I had to go back and ask him. I had to go back and, and double back and, and see where exactly he was coming from with that. <laughs> you and um, your trap game. <laughs> it's fascinating to me, man. Fascinating. Well, he did bring up the Texans, right? I mean, you you tell me that was not a trap game for them last week. Coming off that big no, win it, against it New... A, no? No. What did he say? That shows, a, that shows a lack of mental toughness. It's not... There is no trap game. You know it's there, and you understand the importance. There's no way they didn't go into that game knowing that knowing what was on the line. Well, that's so the equivalent, right? A lack of mental no, toughness no, 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 makes no. you susceptible to trap games, right? No, the no the the the, the equivalent. You no, know, a tra- a trap game is. Well, people always talk about that. A trap game, in my opinion, is that you walk into something with the expectation of it not being as difficult like like literally something new pops in you didn't realize that they had this star player that's going to step out and you weren't prepared for it I, 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 a typical game we knew what we had to do but we lost when i was playing we lost a 40 to 8 game at home in candlestick mm. Char- charlie garner we had no, we had we we had never seen this. We were in the huddle like, who the hell is this kid? I vaguely remember he, that he hit us from he hit us for two hundred yards. It, we weren't prepared for what he did. We didn't know. We hadn't seen him on film. We did. We did. You know, it was like when they first threw him in the lineup, and this kid just he just ran all over us. Um, now, so that was a trap game. You're game? saying. Yeah, well, we prepared for the offense. Well, we prepared for Randall Cunningham and the things that they were going to do. Yes, this kid, we had no choice. I mean, we had no idea. So you go. So I'm saying, like, Houston Texans went into that game knowing exactly what they had. No, no surprises. Nothing came out. They didn't perform. That's not because of a trap. That's because you weren't mentally focused and prepared to do it. Good teams don't do that because if my if if my comp if my level of play is going to be dictated by my competition, that means that I'm I can be a 500 club. If I'm going to play down to the level of a bad team and up to the level of of a really good team, that means that I really don't have a standard. The I don't think this is a trap game for the Niners. I, I, I think, thank you. I, I think, thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness, I was running out of breath. Thank you. <laughs> well, I was getting to it. You know, you, 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 I got you going there, and, 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 and so you made the point. Um, but I, I was going to get to it five minutes ago. I really was. Oh I, my bad. Okay, <laughs> I'll shut up and listen now. <laughs> the, I don't. I I agree with you, right? And, and we had this talk. Uh, when, probably the the Cardinals game, right? It was the second Cardinals game, right? We had we had we had this talk, and so, um. You know, there, there are a couple other moments earlier in the season as well, but that, but that's the game that probably sticks out to me, where it was like, uh, I don't know, this game kind of worries me a little bit. Um, and so, but this team has shown week in and week out that it's not narr- it, it, it's not made up that way. That's that's not the makeup of this team. And and kudos to Kyle Shanahan for you know instilling that in this team and, and for having the standard, as you say, for having the standard be the standard. So, um, you know, that said, I, I do not think this is a trap game. Um, however, I do, like Steve said, I do think that this Falcons offense can be dangerous. Um, but he also said something else about Matt Ryan uh, not getting the ball out quickly. And uh, I think that's going to be a problem for him. Um, I, I don't I don't see him or that offense being able to get the ball out very quickly, you know, 1-1,000, 2-1,000 like Drew Brees was able to do on Sunday. And so that just – that bodes well for this defensive line that we know can uh, can can quite frankly get after it. Um, let's get to some more of your tweets. Uh, a couple people reached out. I feel like Steve may have, may have answered some of these. Um, let's see here. Th- this is the one that – I feel like we get this question the most, but we'll, we'll – we'll, We'll ask it again. This one from Jason. Um, can this team win the whole thing? I think it would be different seeing the Ravens O a second time. What say you, Ed? Can they can they win the entire thing? Yes. Um, this team is structured uh, in all phases, coaching staff included, because that's a very important part of it. Um, as Steve was saying, uh, that you see coaches get into the playoffs and they start to do things that are unusual, and they can throw themselves off. Uh, will it be different seeing that offense? Yes, but remember, it's going to be different seeing um, the defense. It's going to be different game plan for them as well. Uh, the, the one thing that you always have to remember is that the other guys get paid too. Yep. People uh, people forget that a lot. They just like, okay, when we see them again, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Well, they they have the same opportunity yeah. to make adjustments. Uh, can do I think this team is capable of winning a Super Bowl? I've already said yes to it. It's built to do so. A lot of things have to fall in place. You want to be healthy going into it. You want to be playing at your best. This team seems to be peaking at the right time. And, you know, let's let's go. Here's a question um, that we got from Twitter as well. This one from Samson. Who do you think will play and in what positions in the secondary on defense um the Sherm said he he could play if Kyle needs him to um he said he said this earlier in the week he said this on well, Thursday I, I, I want to say well you know I don't think it's a good idea I could play I could play if Kyle needed me to. <laughs> I I could I'm not going to but I could <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's what Sherm is saying. Yeah, well, I I can't play if Kyle needed me. If Kyle needed me, he's in bad shape. So I that, that, that's that. Um, but yeah, Sherm, Sherm, Sherm seems to think that that he he could go if if uh, you know if if needed. Um, I don't. I, I think this is a game they could definitely use him. Obviously, you got a guy like Julio Jones, um, who it's been a down year for him. Um, Especially when you look at the, the touchdowns, um, and, and that, that been a down year for all of them. Yeah, I mean that 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 whole that whole team. It's just been kind of a weird weird deal for them. Um, but so no Sherm, right? Uh, Kwan, maybe maybe not. Um, still haven't got a, a final word on him. Um, he he didn't practice earlier in the week. You hear, you hear my dogs in the background? Yeah, I I hear them. Are they? Is that is that in favor of Sherm? Yeah, squirrel. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> um, I think that's what it is. They're, they won't share him on the field. But but what do you think? What do you how how will that secondary look on on uh, on on Sunday? Uh, well, it's gonna miss. You're, you're gonna miss um, the way the bodies are going to go. So to answer the question, uh, the way the bodies are gonna go and what uh, positions they're gonna be in, that one I don't know. 
I can't give you the we, – we pretty much know the, the players, the backups that are going to be out there on the field. They've been coming in and out all year long. What position, actual position you put them in, that's going to be based on the, the – the snaps and reps. Well, it's going to be based on it's going to be based on the rap the, the reps and snaps that they've been able to get throughout the season, um, because you're not going to go in and try and teach a guy a new position um, this week. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if a guy hasn't been an inside player all year long, you're not going to all of a sudden try to put him inside. So that's going to be you know if Eman has been getting reps at the nickel, at the dime position, at a safety position, you can start. That's how you start moving people around. Um, who has played where? And you practice this throughout the year. Guys get snaps at different positions at different times for these type scenarios where, you know, there's there's a reason why, you know, yeah, you're going to only carry so many DBs, but guys are going to be that, you know, you're going to be that third safety. You're going to be that third nickelback. You won't get a lot of reps at it, but you will, you know that, okay, once, once put at that position, now I have to know the position. I have to know the calls. I have to be prepared to do it. So that's that's going to depends on depend on what Robert Sala has had those guys doing throughout the year throughout the year. They will definitely be prepared to do it. You you have to prepare yourself for these situations. Uh, he you, you know you're bad defense if you don't. Of course, it is going to affect you if you lose two three guys at once, and it's also going to affect you if you lose a number one guy. Because that's the guy that you're you're counting on to um, set your defenses off of, so that that's something that's important like that. But um, don't know if I really answered the question, other other than you know I, I could have just said, but the guys that usually hit the field, those are the guys that are going to be out there. But hopefully we gave it a, a little bit more of a of some some reasoning behind it. Yeah, so we got the Falcons and the Niners in the late window Sunday. It's one twenty-five kick. Uh, local time from Levi's Niners finish the season with two of their final three games in front of the faithful at Levi's. They'll have the Falcons in the short week against the Niners. And right now it looks like that one could be played in the rain. So that could be an interesting game uh, next week as well. Just kind of looking ahead a little bit. And then you got to go mm-hmm. up to Seattle. Uh, uh-huh. For the the season always finale, fun. and yeah, that should always be fun. And depending on how these last couple of weeks shake out, it could be a lot on the line uh, in that game. Uh, so we'll see. But obviously, you got to take, well, this is, this, take care yeah, of first yeah, things you, first, right? Yeah, first things first. Take just take care of them and keep moving. But at the end of the day, the Niners are going to have to beat Seattle to get to the Super Bowl. I I truly believe that. At some I point, think, right? Whether yeah, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have to. Are you talking January? Uh, or are you talking? Uh, well, uh, well, I mean, at yeah, the, week gonna, seventeen to gonna, set up yourself for January. Well, regardless, regardless, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to win a game against Seattle to get to the Super Bowl. That's how I feel about about this Niners team. Yeah, I, uh, because I the N- the NFC the NFC West is the best division in football. You have two of the. Bet two of the better teams in the NFL are in the same division. Yeah. If you you cannot expect to be the champion of the league if you can't be the champion of your own division. That's that's kind of how I see this. And you're going to have to win a game against that team. If they if if you can't beat that team head to head, you're not you're not going to be able to to um, win a championship. That's how, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. And we saw the NBA do away with it a few years back. I would I wouldn't mind if the NFL did away with it uh, either. And by that I mean the whole division winner gets a home playoff game, um, yada yada yada. Because you you look at it, you look at the Niners, you look at you look at the Niners, you look at 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 Seattle and and these teams. One of them is going to be fifth seed. And they're clearly two of the best teams in uh-huh. the entire NFC. But one of them, one mm-hmm. of them is going to have to be the fifth seed and have to go on the road and travel and play four games as opposed to getting that first round bye, despite having, you know, second best record 
uh, in the NFC if if it, if it continues the way that that it has been. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's and we see this time and time again. I think the Chargers went through it last year where they had to go on the road, even though they were 11, 11 win team. I want to say in the regular season a year ago, and they had to go to Baltimore that first round, and they were able to avenge that regular season loss to the Ravens. But still, they had to take a, a much a much tougher route to to try to get through the postseason. So um, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like you should be rewarded. You should be rewarded for what you do in well, the regular season. I mean, well, I understand. Division championships, but see, you and I disagree on that one. You are rewarded. You you made the playoffs. Your reward is your reward is to have an opportunity to your reward is to have an opportunity to compete for a championship. So that's what the regular season is all about. It's all about getting yourself in position to fight for the ultimate prize. So that's that's the only thing. That's the only relevance of the regular season. Um, all your games. Okay, can you get yourself in position for the real party, the real season in January? That's number one. So you're okay with now, a Dallas now, or a now, Philly hosting well, a home playoff game? Yeah. Well, then the bonus, the bonus to that, the bonus. See, that's one A. One B is if you win your division, you're automatically in, and you get to have an home game. Yes, I'm okay with it. That's that's the rule. You know that going in. So if you are the 49ers. And oh, you, you're the 49ers or Seattle, and you go into this game. You could possibly go into this game. What sitting there at um, at um, what th- um, what what's what's what the right? You would be sitting at 13 and two. They could both in in theory do that. Uh, no, wait a minute. Seattle's already lost three, haven't they? Seattle had yeah. They they took their third loss to the okay. uh, oh. the Rams on Sunday. So they're, so they're thirteen. So they're so they are they're thirteen and three. So these teams could go in, like you said, with the two best records. The, the trick for both of these teams, um, you should have won one more game. And I mean, it's it's really that simple. I I, you know, I remember a few years back when when a ten and six um, a ten and six Arizona team didn't make the playoffs, and Bruce Arians said it himself. He said we should have won eleven. You you know the rules going in. So, that, so that happened to the Patriots too. The Matt Castle year, yes, they won eleven. Yes, they were and eleven did, and day and didn't make They it. were eleven and five. You should have won twelve. It's that simple. You 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 have to know. You know that going in, everyone. So so because remember this, no, it's not like one team gets fourteen games and the other ones get sixteen and one gets twelve. You all get sixteen opportunities to put yourself in the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't I don't feel I don't feel bad for a team that didn't do it. You have it. You also start the season with the opportunity to win your division. I don't feel bad for the team that didn't win their division. It, that's 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 part of it. So and the whole and then the, you just said it yourself. If if uh, uh, a thirteen and three team or a twelve and four team can't go on the road and beat a Philly team or a Dallas team. That's a that's an average team at best. Whether they win the division or not, they are an average team at best. If you can't beat that team, you're not gonna win a championship anyway. Well, yeah, I, yeah, you probably should be able to beat that team, but should you have to though? Is is the thing? Yes. Like, I, I don't. Yes. And, and I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know so. that I necessarily <laughs> agree with that. Like, like there was a, a year. I forget when this went. I want to say the Sam Bradford's rookie year, maybe, and, and the Seahawks and the Rams were just awful. But it were the, one of them finished seven and nine and made the playoffs. Uh, like, Seattle and, finished seven and nine, yeah, and, and, and they and they beat a, and they, they beat, they beat uh, the Saints that year, right? They beat the Saints, yeah, twelve and four, thirteen and three Saints, something like that. Yeah, yeah. like that, and that, which mean so the Saints. So guess what? The Saints weren't good enough to win a Super Bowl, and they didn't. If you twelve and fourteen, and and that's my point. When you say, "Well, this is division," because you, also you have to understand, and people say this, "Well, you know, it's a sorry division." There's an ebb and flow in divisions. There was a few years ago where everybody, Seattle, the 49ers, the Rams, they were all bad teams, average teams. Someone had to win the division, and you still, yes, you deserve this. Yeah, but that division, but the counter to happen. that is, how much do we really weigh the like? I I think these the when. The division win loss record becomes more of a tiebreaker issue. Like, how much do we really weigh this? Because I, I, I recall a year, and I forget what season it was. I believe it was the Raiders. They went undefeated in the division and missed the playoffs. So, how much do we really? How, how much do we really value the division? You, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, they they, uh, they well, won well, all their division games. They went what was it six well, and zero well, no, in the you, AFC well, West, no, but that might have okay, been no. all their wins all well, year no, long. But, but see, but no, they won all of their division games, but they didn't win their division. They didn't win their division. They missed the playoffs. They didn't miss their. They didn't win their division because they didn't win and, enough. And that's of my. The other and that's games. my point. How do you? How do you not win your division when you win all your division games? Um, because you understand because what I'm overall, saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, you all get 16 games to qualify for the playoffs. Well, yeah, so I, that's what I'm saying. I, I get it's not, that part. It's not about winning. It's not about winning your. So, so, so my point is, it's not about. It's not about winning the division. It's 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 about having the games to qualify to put you in position. You still have to. The other 16 games shows your relevance around the league. Exactly. You're, and and now, but now listen. Also, winning your winning your division. It, those games, it all counts. You you still have to have your numbers up. But winning your division is when coupled with. See, remember, this is this is a league thing. It's not an NFC West thing. It's not an AFC East thing. It's a league thing. So what winning your division is coupled with winning the games around the league, and those numbers qualify you for a home playoff game. You, you earn the right to do that. And if you don't win enough games to earn that right, that that's, that's just the way it is. Yeah. So I, I, be, beating, beating everyone, beating everyone in your division doesn't, doesn't mean that you won the division. Yeah. But I, I forget, I forget who it was that year. I don't know if it was the Broncos or the Chiefs, whoever it was that represented the AFC that year. I, I think it was. I think it was the. Um, I think it was the Broncos. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and, and they, but they got a home playoff game, first round, as a mm-hmm. quote division winner. Yeah, well, they, like they like did. that. They won, they won the division. Yeah, but but that that just seems that just seems a little. Look, well, no, no. Let me ask you. This. Seems a little disingenuous to but, me. Well, hold on, but no, hold on, hold on. Let's let's just so so let's just say right now that the. That that the New England Patriots, if the New England Patriots lost to the Jets, if they lost, if they didn't win their division, so if they lost, if they lost um, a, a road game to the Jets, they lost a road game to Buffalo, they lose, they lose a, a, a road game. Who's the other team in the AFC? Uh, to Miami. Dolphins. They lose. They they lose one to Miami. Okay, so they so they lose those three, and and um. Some and, and and someone else goes through and doubles those up, and they and they and those are the games that they win. New England wins all of their other games. New England shouldn't win the division. They they, they should win. They should win. They should win the the division. And I, th- I think we we're agree. This, this is this is my but point. like we're agreeing on point. this thing in a sense. You, you my whole not, thing is how well, how it's weighted. Not, how it's weighted. Well, you you may well the way that, I guess that's, that's my bigger issue is how it's weighted. I, I think it, it is the is the is the 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 crux of of my 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 argument here is is how how they actually weigh the division. Uh, I, I, under, I understand. You know what I'm saying because you, I, you know, that, I think we always, I think we both feel each other argument, on this but, standpoint, but it, it's just you know it it's obviously it's it's like you said it's kind of the way the league is. Well, well, yeah, it's, and I know we can't stay on here forever, but that's the that's the way it is. That's that's it. Always remember that there's an ebb and flow with divisions. The yeah. NFC West for the NFC West for nearly a decade was not a good division. You wouldn't say that about it now. And the AFC East has been horrible, but you get the Super Bowl champion out there. You get the AFC. Um, uh, conference winner out of there almost every single year. Yeah. So, so there's so many. So that's that's why you have to weigh in all of the other elements of it. And and it, and it's really it's 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 a prize for winning your division. It's the easiest way in. You win your division, so, and, and all you have to do is win enough games to put yourself in position to do that. So that's why the 49ers and that's how we got into this. 49ers yeah. in Seattle. They're both both of these guys will be in position to win their to win division. division. And 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 this is one of those things I think it's gonna come down to that. Yeah. And it kind You're, of put put a bonus thing. It, it it definitely can it definitely can come down to week seventeen. What a game that will be 
uh, at, at, at at in Seattle um, against these Niners uh, and, and the Seahawks. But you know, win the division. You want to be the number one seed? You got to win the division. That's that's the that's, it's that it's that simple for the Niners and for the Seahawks, really. So, you know, either either you're going to be one or five in this scenario, and so mm-hmm. obviously you got to you got to take care win of these, the, these last the three. These, and, and yeah, these last because three guess weeks. what happens if you don't if you don't beat them if you don't beat them now, you're going to have to beat them in January. Um, and it's just a question. It, the question is, where do you plan on playing them where in January? Where do you want to play them at? Yeah, yeah you, de- <laughs> you definitely don't want to go back there twice within a span yeah. of twice in a you, month, yeah. or, or yeah. you know, twice in a span of three weeks or whatever. So yeah, yeah. More than likely, you're gonna have to play them again. Absolutely yeah. right. And you're gonna that. have you're gonna have to beat them. Yeah. And first, you're gonna have to beat this Matt Ryan-led Falcons team. So it'll be Matt Ryan and the Falcons heading to Levi's in that late window, 1:25 uh, p.m. Pacific. Uh, that game will be on Fox, and of course we'll be back here next week to break that one uh, down for you, and also look forward to the Rams on a short week on a Saturday. That game got flexed to a Saturday um, next week, so uh, yeah, we'll be back, be back next week for that. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy your football weekend. Hopefully, once again, it'll mm-hmm. be pina colada time. Shout out to my boy Yo. Campos. Yeah, buddy, Ed, you gonna get down Yo, with this. You, you gonna get down with this one. You gonna get down with this one day. You will. You will. <laughs> that um, will never happen. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Lactose intolerance. That will never happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> for my lactose intolerant partner, Eric Davis, I am Rashawn Hay, lactose intolerant and Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see you next week. Peace. Hiring is challenging, and it used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter. In fact, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you cannot miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners here can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.